Awakening is not always a dream, but can be interesting if we find something to pin our normal to. Reality has arrived. Welcome. And welcome to episode five of Finding Our New Normal. Well, it is um, a Friday morning. It is 1.55 a.m. And I am at the coffee shop, the Corner Cafe in Jordan River, just outside of Super British Columbia on Vancouver Island. I'm on my way home to my fifth wheel in my apartment in Victoria. And uh, this evening we decided, late in the evening, that we were going to head out. And uh, so here we are. And we stopped down at the Government Wharf in Souk and uh, watched a ship come in and shot, shot the stuff. <laughs> that would be the shit. And uh, yeah, so um, we're just about to hit the dirt road here. And I only am about two clicks off off grid, but it's enough that it can make it a great adventure. Hopefully my fifth wheel's still there. I haven't been there in a while. But yeah, so um, tonight uh, what I'm going to share with you as I'm rolling on home here up the very dark, dark road, no street lights out here, is a piece that I wrote uh, just after Hugh Hefner died. Hugh Hefner, to me, was a, a great businessman, and he was a man with a huge heart. He started a business that many might have looked down their nose at and initially cast aside as a bunch of wanton something brothers. <laughs> but uh, he really, uh, he made a difference in this world for a lot of people. And uh, there were a lot of people out there that needed to know that they were respected not just loved and that man brought those people into business and they made them feel worthy to be part of society and part of community he meant a lot to me in a lot of different ways and so I wrote this piece after he passed away so I hope you enjoy the reading as much as I enjoyed the writing and uh, take care and uh, enjoy thanks for being here today And Hugh Hefner dies. Well, end of a life well lived. A man that fought for sexual liberation, civil rights, human rights for the gay populace. So much more than a business tycoon made his money on an empire of sex. In the passing of Hugh Hefner, what automatically came to my mind was not sex or nudity or the exploitation of women. It was of a businessman that stated, started small and grew in leaps and bounds. My real introduction to the Playboy's creator was sitting on my uncle's couch at the end of grade five, snuggled up, covered in cats and afghans, after flying in by helicopter to this very remote shake block camp in northern Vancouver Island. The rain pounded on the tin roof. The copper pipe wound around the chimney of the wood stove to feed the hot water for the shower, and I was bored. Off I trotted over the plywood floor to the nearest pile of magazines. Was it that weekend that I learned that sex and politics were bedmates? I think so. <clears throat> I was a voracious reader at that point, and had already discovered a box of Playboy and penthouse magazines tucked away in my stepfather's barn. 
Nudity was not new to me. The articles were. (laughs) I cannot remember exactly what was in the articles that day. But I can remember feeling very, very grown up. Sitting there listening to the fire, the wind and the rain, and reading about some sports draft gone wrong. Or an interview with Trudeau. (laughs) Who knows what it was, but he was so much more than sex. Mr. Hefner was so much more than that. Did he embody all the family values of the 60s and 70s? No. Did he offer women that were thrown away by families and friends a chance to have it all? Yes. As a feminist, someone who believes in equality, I believe in freedom of choice for all. Some of those women, if the industry Hugh Hefner made publicly acceptable, had not been created, would have had no choices at all. He was civil rights. He was a man that fought for liberty for homosexuals. Who was a man that did and said what he wanted. Someone I strive to be. Not have, do not get me wrong. I do not want to be a Hugh Hefner. I would like to emulate some of his greater qualities. A person that does and says what they want. Something to strive to be. Hugh, as a child, was not given the gift of a loving and warm home. Raised in a home with very little human contact. Let me correct that. Very little human physical contact. There were no hugs. There were no kisses on the cheek. There were no pats on the head. No touching. Something that makes me a little sad inside. I'm a firm believer that 10 hugs a day, you can live forever. After the little bit of research I did about his beginnings, it appears to me like an extremely conservative start. One that did not allow casual contact. As I said, no touch. And to me, it did not emulate what I believe love is. Not the kind of love I know. Didn't he possibly over the years fill this space in his life with sex? Ah, Who am I to say? Does it matter? Did he ever find true love though? Strong and kind love? I really hope so. I can only imagine with this what this brilliant, conservative-based, liberal-minded man's struggles were. I believe that more than likely, like all of us, he had many. No one ever wants to think of the great one's struggles, how they fight for liberty and freedom for all. Often, they just want to criticize and castigate those that judge. Well, this woman says, life well lived, sir. May we have a laugh today for a man that broke ground for human rights for every one of us, for men, for women, for black, white, rich, and poor, for the unloved and those thrown aside by a society that historically has been much too quick to judge. I felt the need to say something today as a 42-year-old woman that has been objectified at times and vilified for my ability to think and to speak my own mind. I feel that my life would have been less if it had not been for Mr. Hafter. Men like you that had not been loved as a child, as I believe children should be, and still have had the strength, drive, and ambition to continue on. These men and women have taught me that I'm worth more than no one but I can determine. Here's to empires created and those that crumble over time, to growing old with grace and never forgetting our passions, and always remembering that love wins all, and he won a lot, that man. Thank you, Hugh Hefner, for the change you created in my world. If nothing changes, nothing grows, and no one learns a thing. May he find the love he was looking for, or maybe, I'm sure hoping, he already did.
Take care, Mr. Hugh Hefner. Thank you so very much, sir. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, I'm sure Mr. Hugh Hefner, wherever he is out there, feels the same. It's a clear sky out here. There's lots of stars, silhouettes of trees. I've got a buddy with me. And uh, we're just about to roll up the hill here into the suicide corner at the top of the hill. It's a nasty one. If you guys ever come out to Jordan River, be careful when you're coming up and out on the west side of it. It's a really bad corner. And then up to uh, North Main, just across from China Creek and our China Beach. You now know where my hideaway is. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, yeah, I... Uh, it's just a beautiful night tonight. It's been a good day. Good company and uh, lots of laughs. So on that note, I'm going to end with... Um, thanks for joining me at Found My New Normal or Finding Our New Normal. And I want you to remember that normal is not about what other people think. Normal is just a cycle on the washing machine. Let us not forget, normal is about what is normal for you. Normal is what you need to live your best life to be the best you you can be. It is not what normal has been defined as previously. Take care, and you have a great evening, morning, wherever you are in the world. And uh, smile, because life's worth living. Take care now.